Let's cut through the mainstream financial advice out there. This is your quick financial tip from your rich uncle. Non-accredited investors, typically people don't like to work with them because they are not, not educated in terms of investing. They freak out when one little thing happens to become a total investor relations nightmare. This is a story about a dude named Lane. Then one day he went and tried to rent them out. And then he became one How is it possible for companies to sell securities to non-accredited investors? Been seeing a lot of these advertising in the real estate sector. And why would you want investors that can't afford their money? If sitting from the syndicator's perspective, there are primarily a couple ways you can go about raising capital through a 506B offering and 506C offering. And look, I'm not getting any legal advice here. I'm just a guy that kind of lives within the confines and hires the right professionals that tell me what keep me in mind. But here's my quick understanding of this whole thing. There are 506B like boy offerings, 506C like cat offerings. So the C like cat is this newer form where it allows the syndicator to mass market the deal. And this is typically what you'll see on crowdfunding websites or what you'll see just pop up on your Facebook feed as an open deal. I guess it's cool because it gets the word out there. It's a little bit of a Hail Mary. Like you don't know who you're investing alongside, but it allows the sponsor to get their name out there, especially if they're getting started. But it, but once they do that, we want to protect little Johnny who only has $20,000 to his name and not let little Johnny invest. So that's why they're like, you can only accept accredited investors. That's why the requirement for third party verification isn't there. Um, 506B offerings are not now. They only go out to a private network. And most deals, I would say anywhere from 90 to 97% of deals are still 506B offerings only going out to a private network. They accept a limited number of non-accredited investors, but you have to be quote unquote sophisticated. Now we're not going to get into what that word means as nobody really knows. There's not really a good definition out there. What I'm guessing this question is also asking, there is a Reg A plus. So if some of you guys have seen our podcast sponsor, AHP, who's coming out with a new fund here shortly. Now the Reg A offering, you mentioned how syndication costs anywhere from ten to twenty thousand dollars to put together. The Reg A plus offering is maybe fifty, a hundred thousand dollars is what I heard. It's a lot more expensive and it takes a heck of a lot more time, maybe six months plus to originate. But once they put that together, now they can go out and accept non-accredited investors and mass markets. It's my best of both worlds, even though it takes a while for to get the tank set up in a way. Perhaps maybe that's what you're seeing. But unless it's a reggae plus offering or some other more obscure offering that's registered with the SEC, it is illegal for them to mass market and bring in non-accredited investors. But you're, you're probably right. Most investors that invest in these types of stuff, especially when the minimums are not to a, a laughable point under $30,000 or less, the investors are accredited and non-accredited investors, typically people don't like to work with them because they are not educated in terms of investing. They freak out when one little thing happens to become a total investor relations nightmare and a time suck for the, the syndicators and operators who really should be spending their time on managing the dang asset than to placating investors' little concerns. After all, they are passive investors. And once a passive uh, non-accredited investor has invested in a deal or two, 
likely they blew their whole load. They ran out of money at that point, and they're not really useful in the work. A lot of credit investors, they make fifty, a $100,000, well, they'll save that every quarter. So continually going into, again, rich get richer or stay where they're at, or the shrinking middle class stay where they're at. So you're right. Yeah, it makes no sense to take in non-accredited investors. Unfortunately, my, it wasn't too long ago that I was a non-accredited investor. And damn it, like if you don't invest in like non-garbage retail investments that's offered only through your 401ks, mutual funds, stuff like that, how the heck do you get the tax benefits and get better returns and cash flow to get accredited stats? So it's a frustrating thing. And I don't know, maybe one day we'll do a reggae plus to get around to that. If you guys like this type of stuff, check out my podcast, simplepassivecashflow.com, passive real estate investing. It's also on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, all and such. This website offers very general information concerning real estate for investment purposes. Every investor situation is unique. Always seek the services of licensed third-party appraisers and inspectors to verify the value and condition of any property you intend to purchase. Use the services of professional title and escrow companies and licensed tax, investment, and or legal advisor before relying on any information contained herein. Information is not guaranteed as in every investment there is risk. The content found here is just my opinion and things change and I reserve the right to change my mind. Above all else, do your own analysis and think for yourself, because in the end, you are the only person who is going to look out for your best interests. Lane is not a lawyer, CPA, but the dude did quit his engineering job and now owns thousands of rental properties. Learn more about the secrets of the wealthy. Join our community at thewealthelevator.com slash club. And if you're looking for a longer-form podcast, also subscribe to the Wealth Elevator Podcast.